Hi, I'm Tristan Miller, and you're listening to Positive and Negative, a podcast about the intersectionality between mental health and the arts. Today on the program, I speak with comedian and singer Sally Ann Hall about her experience with bulimia, bipolar disorder, and post-traumatic stress disorder. Here she is talking about the positive impact of stand-up comedy. Stand-up has really helped me heal and embrace and getting that diagnosis of bipolar it's uh it it makes me feel like it's not my fault Mm. all these crazy thoughts and all Mm -hmm. these things I have on myself I I'm now realizing how hard I was on myself and how awesome I was this whole time and I had no idea yeah and all I wanted to do was just make myself likable and better and I would just fucking hurt myself in so many ways and now I'm just like why did I do that mm-hmm. I, oh god and it yeah the diagnosis of being bipolar just made me feel really sorry for myself as a kid and that I'm like fuck yeah yeah, yeah. that's shitty you were I wasn't even as fat as I thought I was oh, yeah god they always say that but god was it true but yeah, I, I, I really agree. It makes everything kind of make sense. If you'd like to support this program and others like it, you can go to patreon.com slash Tristan J. Miller. There are several rewards for supporting me here, including access to my book and also early access to all the interviews that are available later on on this feed. Sally Ann currently has coronavirus and has recently lost her job. So if you'd like to support her, you can go to funnysallyann.com, which is also the, her handles for her social media, if you want to get in contact with her to send her some support. Our theme song is written and performed by Billy Conahan. It's called To Be or Nah, off his album Leaping With Intent to Fly, available on Bandcamp, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Let's get to this interview. So you're from Alaska? What was that like growing up? You know, it really, this is so crazy because I, I, I do, of course, get that question a lot. But I'm like, honestly, it did not occur to me that anything was strange until I moved here mm-hmm. to the lower 48. That is what we call you mainland pussies. Uh, and <laughs> okay. and I was like, yeah, so it, it didn't, I remember... This is something that sticks out because I was only a kid when I was there, so I don't like have like really adult observations. Mm, I, mm-hmm. They're like, "What are the bars like?" I'm like, "I don't know, but elementary school sucks." <laughs> like, I hate v- my, eating my vegetables. Yeah, that's yeah. what I don't like. <laughs> All I remember about my <laughs> my mom's a bitch. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> my terrible childhood. No, she's yeah. she's very nice, but she's very Alaskan. So, what does uh, that mean? That means like she's very tough, no nonsense, mm, doesn't mm. give a shit, leave me alone, don't no bullshit mm-hmm. like my grandma she's born I'm a third generation Alaskan wow so I was born there my mom was born there and her mom was born there so this is like way before Alaska's a state okay and uh, I remember one of the last things I said to my grandma who passed recently I was like well she asked me what I was doing and I said comedy and she said I don't like comedy <laughs> That's it. Just like not not stand up. Like the institution of laughter. <laughs> the idea of even yeah. remotely having joy. Yeah, she's like no, no. And her, but she, her her cabin in Alaska mm-hmm. is full of you know paperback like 
gruesome murder stories. Oh, okay. That's, she loves that. Yeah. Um, uh, and I remember at the end of our conversation, I was like, okay, bye, Grandma. I love you. And she goes, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she meant it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, so, my mom, my mom is not, like, she's much more affectionate than that. But it's like, you trickle know what down. I mean? Yeah, you see what I mean? Down. Yeah. Uh, but I will say, in Alaska, it's, there is a summer. I lived in Anchorage, so that's pretty far mm-hmm. south. So, we did have summer. When you're really far north, no, not really. Okay. Um. And, but it was only for a couple months. And so every time I was in school, there was snow on the ground mm-hmm. almost all year. And it was like dark when I went to school and it was dark when I came home. And mm-hmm. the recess was the only time there was sunlight. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'd go like ice skating at recess and stuff. Mm-hmm. And like cross country skiing and shit. Um, but, uh, and then I, but I'd watch TV shows where like kids are riding their bikes to school. <laughs> and I'm just like, what the fuck is this? Like, what was this nonsense? Where was this crazy planet they're living on? And mm. like, oh, the rest of the world. Yeah. And when I moved down to Idaho, mm. which is still like right by Canada. Yeah, yeah. Still very far north and very culturally similar to Alaska. A lot of moose and a lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of rednecks. Uh, <laughs> but... Like I, I literally was like, "This is a wonderland. This is a palace. Look at me. I, I don't, I don't have to spend thirty minutes putting on clothes on top of my clothes so that I can leave the house for thirty seconds. Like it, it is, it's cold. It's yeah, cold. I, it's cold and being I, cold sucks. Yes, it does. Uh, as a Minnesotan, I can commiserate. That yeah, and like my my grandpa, he's still alive. He is like still angry that Alaska is a state. <laughs> Like, he's, like, got a grudge against 1959. I'm trying, like, hey, what do you think about, like, Trump? And he's, like, is he going to make us a territory? Never mind. (laughs) You're you're a single-issue voter here. So when did you move to New York? Uh, Like, 10 years ago. So 10 years in Alaska, 10 years in Idaho, 10 years in New York. I'm 30. (laughs) And, yeah, how do you feel about that? I got a haircut, and now everything's fine. That makes sense. (laughs) That makes sense. I've heard uh, for for white women, a haircut can solve everything. Yes, I haven't been broken up with, unfortunately. Uh, so I just let... I, well, because um, I'm in a happy relationship. It's very off-brand, mm-hmm. and I don't like to talk about it. Mm-hmm. I'm just kidding. Yeah. He's real. Yeah, he's, he's real. <laughs> I, I can corroborate. I've met him on a number of occasions. Um, but why? Why here? Why, 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 Sally Ann? Why do why do this? Yeah, why, why do this in New York? Oh my God! Mm. I, it was like all growing up in Idaho, like when I was in uh, high school, and mm-hmm. and you know, becoming who I was to be. I I just became obsessed with the New York. I friends like the episode. Okay, it was friends. It was the show Friends. Okay, Fine. You okay. want to you want to know why <laughs> I could come up with this whole life Woody Allen films, but yeah, it wasn't. No, 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 it was no, no, friends. No, no, no. It was friends. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And uh, and then. I remember, okay, the short of it is I, like, went to study in Europe. Like, I dropped out of high school. I was like, get me out of Idaho. I'm going to be free. And then... Where did you study in Europe? I I went, I studied in Brighton, England for, like, a term uh, because I was taking community college classes Uh in Idaho. And then I had good grades and became a sophomore. And I was like, great. So I studied Mm -hmm. abroad for a little bit. And then I just decided that I was going to just live in Europe. I'm 19. And mm-hmm. my parents are like, no. And I was like, you can't do anything. I'm 19. I'm an adult. So I was a nanny in Italy for a summer. Uh-huh. And 
they hated me so much. Do you, do you speak Italian? <laughs> Un pochino. Okay. Like, very much. I can talk to babies real well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Which was mostly no, what I was No, I could, like, conversational. Like, my, mm-hmm. my boyfriend's grandma's from Italy, and, like, I can talk mm-hmm. to her enough to delight her and and to be able to tell that she she has pretty bad dementia and she doesn't know what she's saying. Because I'm like, okay, it's not. It's her. It's not me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, which is very sweet. Um, but yeah, she would always, she just looks at me and just like, asks me if I'm pregnant. And I'm like, no. And she's like, take your time. I'm like, okay. No. Mm-hmm. 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 But you're in, in Italy. You're nannying. They hate I, you. They hate me. They, they kick me out of their house. <laughs> oh, no. They do. They really didn't like me at all. Um, I was... So, this is so crazy. They were, like, tiny jockeys. Like, they were... They owned a bunch of horses, mm-hmm. and they were, like, small little people. Mm-hmm. And I am a, let's say, average-sized American woman. And when I was 19, let's let's add a, let's add a couple pounds to that. Mm-hmm. I was a little chubby. Mm-hmm. And they were disgusted with me because they barely ate. And they ate, like, two times a day very far apart from each mm-hmm. other. So, mm-hmm. I was always fucking hungry. And I... And then when we did f- sit down to a meal, I couldn't finish it because it was so fucking big. Mm-hmm. And I just, my stomach wasn't used away. And I'm also, mind you, suffering from crazy debilitating bulimia. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, very, very severe. And so I am, I have a very bad time. And I, like, sneak, steal food. And then they start, like, hiding food from me. That's so wild. <laughs> they didn't let me ride the horses. Like, okay, you know what I mean? Like, they did not let me get atop one of their 12 fucking horses. She's a too big. She'll break in the back. <laughs> Have you seen my act? Because no. I literally, that is a punchline. Oh, okay. <laughs> I literally go, I literally say, you are too big. <laughs> like, like, that is so funny. How lame is that? Yeah. That we're like... Yeah, we'll see. That's, like, no, that's like the only English that they could say. Like everything else. <laughs> no. This is my first phrase that I learned in Italian. Le mangia troppo. Which means... She eats too much. much. <laughs> Do you understand how crazy it is for like Italians, the people known for hospitality yeah to be like i'm offended by how much food you're eating of of my of my house that i made for you like yeah, yeah. they really so they kicked me they like threatened to make me sleep in the stables one day they had a, there was a grandma who was crazy she was a bitch but the woman who hired me was like she just had they just had a really bad marriage and they thought i could save it and yeah. i didn't what yeah who could say and 19 and they just wanted like yeah. a white american nanny but then i just wasn't like as glamorous oh, as sure. they oh sure yeah cuz you know they're rich and they mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all their friends they had like a a horse riding school and all of in like north italy with all these like very svelte they're like Dolce Gabbana Italians mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and so then they hit me like the dumpy American who like is always, I like how you're miming a backpack I always was wearing a backpack and I was carrying like a baby bag you know and then yeah, yeah, yeah. also I wasn't good with babies and I lied about them yeah. so they probably um, so what'd you do after they kicked you out so that's when I went backpacking a little bit with uh, some money that I had saved up mm-hmm. um, forced backpacking yeah, but I mean, you know, like going to hostels, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah fuck yeah. it. So I like, so I called my parents to be like, hey, remember how you didn't want me to, to do this? Um, Turns out neither did the Italian family. Yeah, they kicked me out, and I don't. I'm homeless in Italy. <laughs> and you know how you said you wouldn't support me financially? Can you please? And they were like, fine, we'll get you a ticket mm-hmm. home. 
but on one condition, you have to stay in Idaho and go to college here for one year. Okay. So I was like, fine. So mm-hmm. I, so I, you know, I had like, they bought a ticket, but it was like in two weeks. So I like had two weeks to kill backpacking mm-hmm. around uh, Italy. And that was great. I got fingered. <laughs> oh boy. It was I really bet. fun. Yeah. yeah. It was really fun. Uh, but then I came back home. I stayed in Idaho for a year, became very, very deeply suicidally bulimic. And uh, when did that start, by the way? When I was like 14. Yeah. So <laughs> pretty early. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, it, it was like over Christmas, I had the stomach flu. <laughs> I lost weight and I was like, oh, uh. good idea. Yeah. yeah, can I tell you? I had food poisoning over a weekend once and I dropped literally like eight pounds and I was like, Oh no, I understand because I never. I'm like, why would you want to do that? And then I was like, ah, no, that makes sense to me now. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah. But how long did you deal with that? Well, are you still <laughs> dealing with it? Yeah, in the in the in the in the like in like, I guess you would say like more like asymptomatic. But I I've had I have such serious damage mm-hmm. that like I like. I have terrible acid reflux and stuff now, yeah. so, like, I'm not, like, binging and purging anymore, mm-hmm. but, like, I have, like, you know, like, just gotten, like, r- like massive heartburn and then, like, barfed on the street and been like, excuse me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's gross. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I had to get new tea. That oh, These yeah. are all veneers. Um, I ha- I'm getting vocal surgery next week yeah. because... I have had years of vocal damage uh, because of stomach acid on my vocal cords and wow. such. So, uh, that's and you're my, a singer. Too. Yeah, and I'm a singer, and my voice then is fucking raspy and shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, How does that make you feel? Um, honestly, I fucking have done between all the smoking and the cocaine and like, like there, I'm. There's That's the no reason you're... I should have a voice right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, like okay. I mean, I, I, I've never, I've never, I've always known that me doing so much damage to my body so constantly was eventually going to come, come back and bite me. And this is just a way that I'm like, ah, fair enough. Yeah. I went, guess what? When you barf 20 times a day for 10 years, you're not, yeah. you know, you're going to have to deal with it yeah. at some point. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, would you start singing? Oh God, actually. Cause you, you're good at it. Oh, you're I've, very sweet. I've heard you do it. She's good at it, folks. Guys, what? No, me. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, so actually, so I've been like. Someone who enjoys singing, but I've never had, like, I've always had a very low voice and not, yeah. like, great technique and stuff. So, I've never been, like, I've never gotten musicals or in, in, like, the good choirs or any solos or anything. Mm. So, I was like, well, after choir, I just was like, well, I guess I don't really sing. Sure. And I just, like, but my family's really into karaoke. And I'm a big <laughs> drinker. And around the time, right before I started comedy about five years ago, mm-hmm. I was just like... I used to be so embarrassed that, like, I've always loved singing, but I'm just so embarrassed. Like, oh, God, what if someone thought I was a bad singer? And then there was just something where I'm like, I literally couldn't give a shit at all ever about embarrassing myself about singing. Who cares? Do I, if I hear someone sing and they're bad, do I, do I, like, think they're a bad person? No, I don't give a shit. And then 
this is also me recovering from eating disorder. So I'm like, who cares? When I'm like, oh God, if I sit this way and someone sees my fat roll, yeah, what yeah, will yeah, they yeah. think? Yeah, yeah. And now I'm like, who? they don't. They yeah. don't care. You shouldn't. I don't give a shit. So then when I started just letting go of being a really bad singer, like yeah. being afraid of that, mm-hmm. that's when I actually started to get good. And I did not start singing, mm-hmm. like really, until... I quit smoking. I worked at a cigar bar for about five years. Wow. My grandma, the one I told you, she died. Mm-hmm. Um, she was my second grandma to die of smoking-related illnesses. So I was like, mm-hmm. I have to quit smoking. I've been smoking for about nine years. Mm-hmm. I worked in a cigar bar. I would smoke a pack a day at work on my wow. shift. It was it was very old-timey. It was yeah, very yeah. me. It was, I was like, I was, you know, <laughs> yeah, it was yeah, my yeah. life. Mm-hmm. But then I had to give it up. And then I just... Um, was looking for another good bartending job and I got drunk and I went to the duplex mm-hmm. which is some place I had gone and gotten drunk and I just sang my fucking heart out mm-hmm. and I asked if they were hiring and then there you go I later I auditioned and they're like are you a singer I'm like no but I'm a comedian and I really had a really shit audition like I really fucked up and they, but my boss hired me because he was like, you're funny. Yeah. Like, I like that yeah. you don't embarrass easily. So I actually did not start becoming a good singer until mm. very recently, mm. working with people who were like, clap on the two and the four, you fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, sure. this, this has all happened in my late 20s. Uh-huh. And, uh, and now I've started to write music, which mm-hmm. is hard and... I'm I'm leaning heavily on the funny. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. it. Yeah, I find if you are funny in a song, people will give you a lot of leeway of like even that. You have two chords. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so you moved to New York when you were 20. Was it for school? No, uh, I I uh, just the second that that, that year was, year was over. My literally my sister got married and I waited a day and then the day after that. <laughs> I flew to New York. <laughs> my parents, like, had a heart attack. Like, they I'm were sure. terrified. You know, they're their only daughters. Uh, so, but I will say right before I moved, like, right before my sister's wedding, I actually had to, I had to take a medical withdrawal from my, my classes mm-hmm. because I had a total bulimic spiral where I just stayed mm-hmm. in my, uh, I was living by myself in an apartment and mm-hmm. I just was there for, like, weeks just... Binging, purging constantly, food everywhere. Ants. Her mom came in and mm-hmm. like found me like on the floor, and I was like, mm-hmm. and then the, and I was like, I'm gonna move to New York in two weeks, and they're like, you shouldn't, and I'm like, but I'm gonna. Mm-hmm. So I didn't come here like with a great mindset. So sure, sure. so I kept being sick while I was here for like the first couple of years. So it got really hard to get into anything going. Yeah, yeah. Were you always looking to be a performer? No, no, no. I I I, I pretty much given up on that. Um, because it was, you know, I was just like, you know, I, I, I just didn't think I was like thin or hot enough. Yeah. Oh God, if only I could know that that would, that would stop being in fashion. Uh, <laughs> God. Because I'm like, right now, oh, I have the perfect body for someone on TV. <laughs> yeah. Because now I just look like lady. So you grew up Christian and does that affect I grew up insanely Christian and I got molested and I... Really? Yes. Okay. When I was in, when I was 15 and I was in ninth grade and it was on a school trip and it was very public. Oh, so the really? school found out about it. So this really contributed to me dropping out and running away from home. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so, 
Yeah. It's not a reasonable response, but it's a logical one. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, it's maybe I mean, disproportionate. This but... is like, I already had an eating disorder. Yeah. Everything's getting wrapped yeah. up. My weight's fluctuating. I'm, I'm mm-hmm, doing a bunch mm-hmm. of stuff and I, and I'm, and I very, and I, and I also went to purity class and I was very into it. So I was very into purity. Mm-hmm. So I had a lot of guilt around. So I really wasn't able to have sex until mm-hmm. I moved to New York and I drank half a bottle of Manischewitz. You're in New York. When do you start comedy? Um, honestly, after my life, I just, uh, after, um, so I got to New York, I struggled for a couple of years. Uh, I, I, I put myself through treatment finally. Mm-hmm. Good, good, um, good. What was the goal though for living in New York? Oh, I, I, just to I, be away from oh, honestly, all of it all? to like, to make, I literally was barfing 20 times a day okay, for so, all these years. So mm-hmm. I literally was like, if I could have a normal life mm-hmm. in any way, That'd be great. I just liked it here. Okay. I loved it. And honestly, I got into comedy because Mm -hmm. I was just dating and fucking a bunch of dudes. And I I like, and some of them were comedians. And now looking back, I'm like, oh, you did an open mic two years ago. And that's why you said that. But, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but I I was like, oh my God, I love, I love comedians. And then Mm -hmm. I started going to stand up comedy shows. And I I was always a huge fan of stand up. Mike Kaplan, actually, mm-hmm. I'll just tell you, because uh, me, my sister, and her husband, known him for a long time, we would always watch the comedy specials that came out, yeah, and we'd yeah, always yeah. talk about them, even when I moved away, but we always really liked Mike Kaplan, yeah, yeah. and I remember I tweeted at him once, and then he liked my tweet, and me and my sister were like, oh, <gasps> comedian, oh my god, anyway, and so, I started coming to comedy shows yeah, in New yeah, York, yeah, yeah. I started dating a waiter who worked at the comedy cellar. So I just started meeting the most famous, the most, mm-hmm. the people I've been looking up to my whole life, yeah. people who I thought were the absolute coolest. And I was just like, I love this place. I love this city. But I never, ever thought I could do comedy. Interesting. Until I went, I stumbled upon an open mic and yeah. I saw bad comedy for the first time. Yeah. That changed my fucking life. Yeah, absolutely. Because I'm like, I could never do what I see at the comedy cellar. I was like, oh my God, absolutely. That's yeah, a, yeah, that's yeah, a yeah. skill. And when I'm like, oh, I'm going to do that. <laughs> so fucking <laughs> So then I did. So I honestly, honestly, all the times I've really tried in comedy, because I didn't, never really took myself, I didn't take myself seriously as a comedian for a long time because I wasn't very good. Uh, and I, you know. Well, you are now. Well, I believe, thank you. I really have because I, um, I would like, I like dated comedians and I like fall in love with comics and I would like get better by trying to impress them. Yeah. And yeah. then I would end up like winning a competition mm-hmm. and then I'd be mm-hmm. like, I did that mm-hmm. just so that he would notice. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or like, mm-hmm. I start like really, I would. I feel like I'm the only person in the world, only female comedian, who when I'm like, hey, we should write together, uh, he means that, and I mean I want to fuck. And yeah, like, that's yeah, what, yeah. that kept happening. Like, guys who are like, not really interested in dating you, but like, as a comedian, I want to hang out with you all yeah, the time. sure. And that's when I kind of was like, maybe I am meant for this. <laughs> and it's <laughs> very unfeminist, <laughs> and I'm very ashamed, but it really did work out. Yeah, you know. Because now I really like it, and, I, and I've always liked it, but now I'm... Yeah, that seems interesting that it took you that long, because you're pretty naturally funny. You know, I and- don't agree. I really, I don't think I'm naturally funny. I do think it's like a muscle, like anything else. Like it took me a really long 
really long time to learn how to be a good waitress. Mm-hmm. But now I'm so good at it that everyone's like, oh, you're a natural. I'm like, no, yeah. girl. Mm-hmm. Not girl. Mm-hmm. You should have seen me my first day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I, I feel that way about comedy. But I also, I got a job shortly after I started comedy in a piano bar where I have to be on the microphone singing to people. And that really helped me just get in the performance mm-hmm. mode. Like how to keep focus and stuff Yeah, like because that. Yeah. I would bomb. The first year I worked at the piano bar, I bombed so much. And it's, do you know what it's like to bomb and then to have to go to that table and take their order? <laughs> All fucking night. Oh God! Like it's so oh, it's that's really gotta hard. Be terrible, yeah. It's really because I would try stand up, and you can't. Like it's such a specific crowd. Yeah. That. Yeah. And I'm not a great singer, so I'm like, oh fuck, what else? Mm-hmm. Not compared to all the people I work yeah. with, they're like Broadway people. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, so I just got very lucky. I got it's like if someone put a fucking treadmill in your in. Your living room. It's like, yeah, you're going to probably become a better runner mm-hmm. than someone who only does that once or twice a week. You know, like yeah, I'm yeah, like yeah. on my days where I can't do comedy, I'm still performing in some way. Yeah. Yes. Even right. when I really don't want to and I'm in a bad mood. Yeah. And that's when you really learn those skills. So mm-hmm. I, I just feel like I got really lucky. Yeah. That's um, when you become a professional. Yeah. Because it's a job. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, but it's, it's just, you know. It's still really horrible. Like, I remember... Oh, sorry. I will be, like... <laughs> just not be taking someone's... Or- like, I will be singing behind the bar on my microphone, just like... Ain't no mountain high enough. And someone will literally be like, Can I have one... Can I have one vodka tonic? <laughs> and I'm literally going... Like, pointing yeah, to... Yeah, like, I'm in the middle of something. I'm singing a fucking song. Like, I literally will do that. Like, I can't... T- like, it is, like, five times a night, someone will be like, Can I... Can I, can I close out? My last name is McCall. And I'm like, shut, shut. I can't hear you. I'm singing. I'm singing in front of your face. And then, and then they will also not tip me. Because they were like, this because they, they, they don't, yeah. they don't see. They're like, they're like, you're amazing. No tip. You know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it is, it, so it's like, yes, I, I do get that practice of performing, but it is like, it isn't, it isn't glorious like yeah, it's yeah. it's it's like i just it's like doing a bunch of open mics it's not doing a bunch of great shows yeah it, like i it's like i'm getting my reps in mm-hmm. and it can and it makes it really puts me in a bad mood a lot like it's mm-hmm. not fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. like i'm like i don't want to fucking perform right now i'm on my period and i have to stand up for eight hours yeah i don't want to fucking i don't fucking tell it goddamn joke or sing a song or be vulnerable in front of this Russian mafia asshole right now. I don't have your cognac. Yeah. So, uh, a little bit ago. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot, man. You work in service, you know. Yeah, I do. I do. And so anyway, you were, yeah. in, you were in recovery like when you were 23. What was that like for the bulimia? Um, okay, well, for, it was honestly... It was really strange because um, when you uh, when I, I when you're just in such like a dark dark untreated mental state, you don't know what is the problem. Yeah. So when I went to treatment, I was already like barely functional. Like they they were like you you really do need residential, mm-hmm. but I couldn't afford it. Yeah. Because it was like. 
$2,000 a week or some shit. With, with insurance. I was on my mom's insurance. So I was mm-hmm. still young enough, and my mom has bomb insurance. But even with that, residentials, why? that's why everyone at treatment is rich and white. Uh, but mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, so what's the next option? And they're like, you can do like a 30-hour-a-week treatment. And I mm-hmm. did that for like a year. Um, like So like a part-time job. You go there, <laughs> give you two meals a day, and that was like $200 a week. So, oh my God, and I couldn't afford it. So what I did, my symptoms did not go away for a really, a really mm-hmm. long time. I was, I was pretty much on my own uh, for a lot of years. So honestly, it just, it went down to like, then to 10 times a day, then to five. Mm-hmm. And then for a couple of years, it was like three times a week. Mm-hmm. Now I would say it's the last time it would be like once every six months or something like sure. that. Sure. So, and that's like, uh, it's a, it's been tough and it's really affected my, you know, relationships and there's been a lot of, there's been a lot of drug use too. I overdosed like twice. Um, that was around the time I was 23. Mm. I was dating a guy. I was doing a bunch of drugs. I wasn't telling him about it. I didn't tell him I was bulimic either. I told him. We, we do the same I do this thing where I always say, I used to be bulimic. And I'm mm-hmm. like. It's like that Mitch Hedberg joke of like, I used to do drugs and I still do them too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, um, I always tell people that. And then to just to be like, just so you know that like there is something going on. Yeah. But whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, but I, I haven't, I didn't have a insurance that properly covered what I needed to I couldn't find I years spent trying to find a therapist trying to find a psych I finally got drugs that worked for me and mm. I finally got diagnosed with bipolar too yeah which once I I I talked about it she and she told me she's like yeah this is what you are mm-hmm. I was like holy fucking shit like yeah. it felt like another moment in treatment where I'm just like Oh my gosh, I don't even know all the ways I'm fucked up and all I do is try not to be fucked. Like, when people are like, what, what did you care about when you were 23? I'm like, honestly, I was like, I'm trying to make it through the fucking day. Yeah, yeah. I didn't fucking have any friends. I was lonely. I was fucking... Everything was... Mm-hmm. I I couldn't. I, I, I would like just walk steps away from my house and start crying and just have to run back in and order mm-hmm. food. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I couldn't... I could not in a million fucking years ever imagine that I would be doing what I'm doing right now. Yeah. Doing a, just doing stand-up and not giving a shit. Mm. That's why I did it. Because I'm like, I'm so broken. I am so nothing to live for. I have no source of joy. I don't give a fuck. I don't care if anyone thinks I'm a bad singer. I don't care if anyone thinks I'm not funny. Who gives a shit? I'm going to get up here. I don't... I'm getting drunk anyway. Who gives a shit? I might as well. And then and then I got friends. And then I got mm-hmm. a skill. And then I got a bunch of things. And, and you're, um, you're with somebody now. And you're talking about it. You're going to go do a tour, a show. Things are looking up. <laughs> um, how do you feel about getting that diagnosis? Um, it was like... It actually... I loved it. it yeah. It actually did this thing that... 
I just thought I was a cunt, you know? I just thought I was a difficult cunt. Did I tell you? That was like your first, the first thing I heard you mention about is like just got diagnosed with bipolar and this whole time I thought I was just a cunt. Yeah. And on Twitter I was like, oh, that's funny. And then you talked about it again. I'm like, oh, she's not joking. No, I, I literally, I literally, well, everyone like always might, you know, just like, oh, you're so dramatic. Mm-hmm. Which I, I very much am, uh, and it's right, but it's just a mean thing to say, uh, especially when someone's dramatic. Uh. Yeah, yeah, and also like I think speci- like I get that a lot too, and I'm like, well, my feelings are already hurt. Don't hurt them more. Oh God, stand up has really helped me heal and embrace. And getting that diagnosis of bipolar, it's uh, it, it makes me feel like it's not my fault. Mm. All these crazy thoughts and all mm-hmm. these things I have at myself. I, I'm now realizing how hard I was on myself and how awesome I was this whole time. And I had no idea. Yeah. And all I wanted to do was just make myself likable and better. And I would just fucking hurt myself in so many ways. And now I'm just like, why did I do that? Mm-hmm. I, oh God. And it, yeah, the diagnosis of being bipolar just made me feel really sorry for myself as a kid, and that I'm like, fuck, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's shitty. You were, I wasn't even as fat as I thought I was. Oh, yeah. God, they always say that, but God, was it true. But yeah, I, I, I really agree. It makes everything kind of make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when did you get yours? Uh, when did you get yeah. baptized? Yes, <laughs> um, I would say I was baptized with fire um, about... <laughs> Officially, I think, I guess it must have been about, um, why, why it must have been about, uh, five years ago. Um, but like we, like it was pretty clear from like 20, like even 18 years old on strong family history of it. Like we were kind of all like looking for it and wondering when it would happen. And when I first moved to New York, I was like drinking a lot and that really like flipped that switch. Because, you know, I remember very vividly going, okay, well, if I get drunk, I can fall asleep. And then you don't enter REM when you're drunk. And then that just makes it that Story of my life. I'm a big drinker. Yeah. That just triggers an episode one way or the other. Yeah. It was a huge issue. but um, So you don't drink anymore. No, I've been sober for about five years. Oh, my gosh. Three three years. Sorry. Oh, then forget it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Mia culpa. But yeah, um, that really helped. And the, one of the questions when I, I was going to have you on, I'm like, um, have you gotten sober yet? Oh, um, yeah, it's so funny. Uh, no, and honestly, I actually, I have a lot of philosophies about, because I am coming from a totally different model than an abstinence model, because when with eating disorders, you cannot abstain. Ah. You cannot, and... A part of your illness is your brain making these crazy, arbitrary, strict rules it's about like, consumption mm-hmm. and to find balance and mm-hmm. to find because mm-hmm. because we're like we're not talking about physical health like we're like honey if all you know like there are so many different schools of thought and my favorite is intuitive eating where it's like how about this you your body's out of whack your body's craving insane things but if you don't force it and if you just listen and give your body what you want eventually it will even out and you will have a relationship and so what happens is you just eat like 12 oreos because that's what your body wants and you Mm -hmm. just eat that all day and then 
uh, eventually you like there's in that once it took me many years to learn that but that is so much better for my mental health than um, like I have to have this many yeah whatever's in this and, and exercise this amount and have this mm-hmm. and now I'm mm-hmm. like okay mm-hmm. like I, I can't look at calories can't look at numbers uh, a doctor accidentally made a mistake and they, they told me my weight mm. um, about two years ago and I had a meltdown so intense I had to be carried out of the office wow. I started screaming I'm on the floor wow. I am and they take me to a room in the back and calm down and then I had to call my friend my friend had to come and pick me up <sighs> it was rough. yeah and I was a fucking gynecologist I was just there to fucking get a pap smear <laughs> I was just I <laughs> to just get fingered in Italy Medically speaking, <laughs> yes. Oh God, no. And so, so, so it's so there are triggers for me. So yeah, my yeah. moderation and intuitive and not shaming and mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. making rules is something that I think is much more helpful. So as far as like substance use, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am. I I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't believe that, like, um, being sober is, like, the solution for me okay. or ne- for everybody. Yeah. And for people who are, oh, my God, God love, like, mm-hmm. that's got, amazing. Like, I got sober around 2016, so the, the presidency had just happened. <laughs> and so everyone was <laughs> like, how are you doing this? And I'm like, oh. uh, listen, man, I don't know. Oh, God, no, yeah. that's, 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 that, that is a testament to your strength. Yeah. I, I, so I went, like, um... I did, I did, I did, like, three weeks without drinking just in January. Mm-hmm. And I definitely can see the benefits of, like, absolutely, definitely mm-hmm. not defending substance use. But the thing is, I don't know that I smoke pot. I'm on pills now. Yeah. I take Xanax for, you know, panic attacks or, yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. Uh, I drink caffeine. There's so many substances that we are using constantly what I need to do is be responsible and know which ones are bad for me. Drinking, like I quit mm. smoking. Yeah. Like the, tobacco is a no forever. Yeah. I need to find out what is that and what is not. Because you, you and know? your diagnosis is pretty recent, so you're still in like that beginning stages of figuring out how you now navigate this new thing. Yeah, and I and uh, yeah, like recent, mm-hmm. like in fucking like like six months ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. very recent. <laughs> um. Yeah, so I definitely know that, like, I was so strong. But here's the thing. I do so many substances that every single doctor, they're like, you cannot quit all of these at once. And I was like, yeah, yeah. yes, I know. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm in the, like, what, what is realistic for my lifestyle? Mm-hmm. Because, like, when I quit smoking cigarettes, I had to quit the job. Mm-hmm. I had to quit the cigar bar. Yeah, yeah. When I tried to go to treatment for bulimia... I was working in restaurants. I was binging and purging at work all the time. I had mm-hmm. to stop working in food service. Yeah. Like, when I... But now I'm like, what am I going to quit? Comedy when I quit drinking? Jesus Christ. <laughs> I work in a bar. Everything I do is in a bar. It's so hard to... You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I do. I worked at a, a, a jazz club when I started 
Um, oh my god! Of and course a bar, you did. And a bar. I can and like, see that. Yeah, it was it was fine though because like what I eventually did like and this is how this is pretty common when you're getting sober you just replace it with something. So yes. I would just get ice cream or I'd get like soda yeah. and then I would just kind of move on and then eventually yeah. I phased out of that and yeah it, I was it was gummy bears for me. Yeah, absolutely. And like yeah. uh, the thing of like with comedy, luckily. There's enough sober comedians that you can all kind Everyone's of... Everyone's sober. You can oh clump together. Um, oh, yeah, totally. Um, There's a way to do it. I but just... Yeah. Um, yeah, it takes a while to figure out what works best for you. Yeah, and also, I mean, um, like... I've been, I've been at so many people's rock bottoms. <laughs> I have been like, like, oh, remember that night? And then they're like, yeah, that's when I knew. I had a problem and I was just like oh shit that was like just like a fun story that's how that's like this. there's like I've got like 10 of those yeah like, sure 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 or like like remember when you stormed out the night I got in a car crash later like just like and uh so I've seen you work at like I've been a bartender at a bar for four years the duplex four years before mm-hmm. at the cigar bar, like a full of regulars. Like mm-hmm. I have seen the alcoholism. Like I mm-hmm. have seen what it is. And I'm just like, I'm fine. <laughs> it is. And also here's the thing. Cause I know, cause I, 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 I've had a lot of like, when I was in treatment, there was a lot of like AA and NA yeah, and all yeah. people like we're all, I've been to the meetings. I get it. I love the culture. Mm-hmm. I, I, I feel, I feel I feel good there. So you're a non-practicing AA or like a well, non-practicing I, I, Jew. Yeah. Well, yeah. like, you know, well, like it feels, it does, it does feel like I'm like, oh, I remember when I used to go to these, like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. a church service. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was just like, but I'm thinking of like my debilitating thing and I'm just like, yeah. So I wake up and I go, mm, um, my head hurts a little bit and I'm just like, did you know that I used to vomit blood and then go back to work? Like yeah, I yeah, used yeah. to, I, the I bar used, is here. I, I yeah. like when people are like, I know like people like, like I saw you get a little drunk at work and like you slurred your words and they're, you know, and like some people are like, oh God, that's so sad to see. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, I barf so hard. I shit my pants at the same time. Like you don't know sad. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, trust me, when I peed my bed, it wasn't because I was drunk. It was because I was barfing too much of my body. Just oh, lost control. No. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So well, I, I don't, but I can understand. You know, yeah. And also, we're like, when I, you know, like overdosed and stuff. And yeah. I'm just like, when, and I'm like, I don't know. I, 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 I am so, it's so much better for my mental health to just be so forgiving of myself. Just kind of accepting and be like, hey, you know what? I'm actually like yeah i'm actually functional like yes can things be improved absolutely what i really need to do is i really need to stop smoking pot yeah yeah. it is killing my fucking voice yeah yeah uh i hear you i won't be able to do it for like six months after my surgery oh well maybe that'll do it yeah i'm not looking i know i'm not looking forward to it no i would imagine well there's also edibles yeah it'll be fine yeah yeah, absolutely (laughs) Uh, but you and I were on a show together, uh, that our friend Maggie Lally put on, Dear Diary, where you read your diaries, um, from a kid, and you were projecting this new diagnosis onto these poems you had written. Do you do that earnestly? Do you have now a lens through which you look at your entire life? Yes. 
Yes, um, particularly with like my eating disorder, because I would be like, I don't know what happened. Once sometimes I would just be like struggling, hate myself, fat, feel like shit, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, the eternal struggle was I am so hungry and I want to eat, but I hate the way I look so much. Uh, and it was just like that. I feel like this is the conflict that will consume my life. And now that I can just, I literally just eat whatever the fuck I want and I eat like shit. But it's what I want and it's great i feel it's it's actually much more normal than um can i tell you the having thing? a fucking salad every fucking day like can really. i tell you that's like how most americans and most people eat they're like oh a hamburger sounds nice right now and then they yeah. go and they get a hamburger and they don't think yeah about and it. it's not a big deal that was like such an impossibility mm-hmm. to imagine yeah. To just eat something and not give a shit. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, I will, I still eat very fast. And when I'm done, I just have, a, I throw it away and I'm like, get this out of my face. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm so weird, but mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's better. But, but I would sometimes wake up when I'm like in these dark depression, like binge purge things and then just not have an appetite and just want to go get everything done in the world mm-hmm. and I'd lose a lot of weight and I'd just be like finally mm-hmm. I cracked it mm-hmm. I've gotten everything I've mm-hmm. wanted and then it would go away and I'd be depressed again and I would be like why why mm-hmm. and I'm like oh that's a mania yeah, interesting yeah. I had no idea I just thought that I woke up and everything was fine mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah and the tricky bit I think specifically with bipolar 2 is like with the hypomania is it's so close mm-hmm. to normal behavior it's just like slightly elevated that you kind yes. of go well this is normal Normal, and then when I'm sad, that's not normal. But then yes. when I'm up, it's normal. Where it's like the in between is the like the actual. Yeah, I did. I did after because I was like, because I was you know being like, well, I'm depressed. Yes, I get that. But I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm not manic. And then I'm like, did mm-hmm. I run away from home? Yeah. And then I'm like, and I looked at my walls. All my walls in my apartment are a different color, mm-hmm. painted usually at two a.m. Yeah. And I over the years, and I was like. Mm, no no it was like it was like it was like you know at the end of usual suspects it was like i'm kaiser says yeah yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely. holy shit uh and then i'm just like oh you know what there's a oh did, one time in high school did i write a play in one day yep after not be, having to drop out because i couldn't finish any of my homework yeah and do you know what the play was? It was actually, I read it. It was Cat on a Hot Tin Roof, basically. Yeah. <laughs> like, I basically, just... and I'm like, okay, so the the husband's gay, but, but... and then I'm like, oh, oh this no. Is, this is Cat on a Hot Tin Roof. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it was called The House of Winslow. <laughs> That's very good. This... You're not you... surprised. You, you, yeah, you've that, seen, I'm you've not... seen the poetry. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, are you going to do that for the next year, Diary? You should do it. You should put it up. Oh my god! You should put it up. Oh god, no! Do it. Um, I I am sweating just thinking about <laughs> like that. I because I'm 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 look. We're looking back on the time of my mm-hmm. life when I was mm-hmm. like getting in like this like eating disorder, this way to cope mm-hmm. with yeah. bipolar, all these feelings and mm-hmm. all these I hated myself and all these inadequacies that I poured myself into art. But then I was always like, if anyone ever found out, I would die. And now I'm like, no, I'm all about openness and honesty, and mm-hmm. now I'm free. I have a short mm-hmm. haircut now. Look, mm-hmm. everything's different. But I'll think back and be like, no, no, yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. 
It really, it's because it's, you know what, it's really, um, it's bad. It's really really, embarrassing. Yeah, it's truly embarrassing. When we did that show, there was like, I had to go through so many, I'm like, what ones? Because you started doing your poems, and I'm like, I could do the poems I wrote in high school. And then I like, I looked some of them up, because they're still on like, my notes on Facebook that are now set to private. But I'm like, oh, no, no, this is too much. I can't, I can't. It's, it's, it's so, it, 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 I didn't even... I still had more embarrassing ones. Yeah, I I I could sense that. No, <laughs> I this have, is some tip of the iceberg shit. Yeah, I have a, another question for you, but um, I don't know how to ask it without oh. it being very blunt. No, Do you okay. think the whole molestation thing was uh, the led to the eating disorder? No, because that because uh, that was uh, a year after. Oh, I really? Started, so I was already binging, and I was. I guess I wasn't, yeah, I was binging and purging a little bit, but it definitely kicked it into high gear, and okay. I lost weight after that, mm-hmm. and I dropped down, and, uh... Do you think it came from, like, wanting to have an agency over your body? <sighs> um, I mean, yeah, this there was so much going on at the time. This is also the time that I left the church, Yeah. Uh, because I didn't like the way that they treated me um mm-hmm. about being molested which is it, it basically took that for me to leave because i was really really into uh church and all that and uh they really made me feel like shit about it and uh they were very just very ill-equipped to deal with it honestly like i like they're like we have these like home groups where it's like me and all these other 14 year old girls and then, like, two 20-year-old girls who are, like, leading the discussion. Like, they don't know anything. Like, they yeah. told me when I said molested, they were like, well, that's... You weren't, like... They, like, that wasn't... Yeah, yeah. That was too strong a word. Because yeah, I, yeah. Because I wasn't raped or anything. Yeah. And, you know, of course, if, if it's not that... Then it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, Clearly. And, uh... Yeah, so now I'm like, okay, well, if I was a fucking 20-year-old girl and a fucking... You know what I mean? It was really traumatized the way it happened. So it happened. The we're in drama. We're all like performing in Portland, um, and we're in a hotel. And a bunch of the kids, they're all older than me. I'm the only freshman. They're like in a room, and we're all like sleeping together, um, like on the bed and like on the floors and stuff and we're like oh we're just gonna stay in the room together oh and I'm like oh finally kids are talking to me and I like I woke up and he was like molesting me right and so I woke up made a scene everybody's waking up I run back to my room I'm crying uh, a woman in the other room she hears me crying basically all the older girls come in make me tell them all what happened to me and then they all voted on whether to tell the teacher or not and they voted not to that sucks that sucks so that's terrible oh it gets worse so it basically comes out, he is like a senior, much more like than me. I'm a weird Christian girl, right? Sure. He's Mormon, but he wasn't weird about it. I mean, anyway. Other than the molestation, he wasn't weird about well, it. Well, actually, after I came, well, rumors started circulating. So people started very much thinking I'm a liar, like yeah, just a that's... Christian girl, whatever. And I am I'm. I didn't want to tell anybody. I yeah, was like, yeah, yeah, just yeah. leave me alone. And I, so I wasn't... Sticking by my story very much, so they were like, oh, well, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm, I felt bad mm-hmm. for him. I was like, I'm really sorry, Ben. Anyway, Ben French. Anyway, but, uh, <clears throat> Benjamin French. <laughs> but <laughs> he, uh, <laughs> anyway, rumors started circulating, and, um, finally it slipped and it got out, 
And then there was like a whole investigation where everyone in that room was questioned and they all got suspended. And so I, it was like a huge thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was awful. The whole school found out teachers would like pull me aside and be like, sorry. And I'm like, great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, they called my parents, told them what happened. They read them my testimony. So that was cool. Uh, and then, so yes. Honestly, the the actual molesting was like awful, but it was really the aftermath that that mm-hmm. is like that 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 has left the the the, the ripples mm-hmm. of like I need to be fun and cool and I need to fucking get the fuck out of Idaho. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I really was like, get mm-hmm. me out of here. I don't want to come back. Mm-hmm. Do you still think you're running from something? I feel like I'm 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 eventually kind of coming back. I, this is it's been very. Like, I went to my 10-year reunion being like, oh, God, here I am, mm-hmm. the molested girl. And everyone's just like, all right. Yeah. They've all... They 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 don't remember. Well, you know, I dropped out young. And uh, they're just like, you know, they're all like, just fucking Trump supporters. And I'm like, you know what I mean? Like, and I, there was this girl in high school that I just like, middle school and high school, I always envied her. She got... She's just so much more popular, and she was more talented. So uh-huh. she got, like, the parts, and she's a great singer. And she, here's the thing. She was always uh, heavier than I was. Yeah. But everyone liked her so much more, and it completely... Yeah, fucked with you. Totally yeah. fucked with yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. how? What the fuck? Anyway, yeah. and so, uh, uh, you know, uh, I uh, come back, and I was like, oh, she... She's going to be there. She's so popular. And she's mm-hmm. just like, I'm not fucking going to that. She's a bartender like me. Mm-hmm. We ended up getting together afterwards, you know. She And I'm like, you know what? I hated her. But she was the only one to do cooking with me in the bathroom <laughs> after. <laughs> I love her. No. And then I, I remember. So and I was literally like, I was literally like, oh, God. Remember when we just fucking hated each other? And she's like, no. I, <laughs> no, I, I thought we were. Best, I thought we were like great friends for like <laughs> 10 years, and I'm just like, Yeah, I fucking despised you, and I thought you took everything from me that I ever wanted. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm the asshole, yeah. It's just a lot of so there's a lot of like, I wasn't hated, I wasn't horrible, and I'm coming to terms with that. And that, like, this place I come from wasn't so evil. I there was a lot of good there. And I, I'm so angry at it. It's a, you know, just like, mm-hmm. I'm moving to New York. I'm a feminist. I'm mm-hmm. liberal now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, 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 it's weird to look back on this, on that and, uh, just like forgive or just like look at with compassion. Like, mm-hmm. oh, those girls didn't know anything. They weren't yeah. trying to hurt me. They're just fucking 20 year olds who didn't want to tell a girl she was molested mm-hmm. if there's a chance she wasn't. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And I feel like a lot of people have a hard time with this concept, but, like, forgiveness is so, like, powerful for the person who is forgiving so you can just move on with your life and you're not holding that. There's that yes. Clary Fisher quote of, like, resentment is drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. So it's like... It's that. If you hold that in your heart, you're gonna. it's just going to eat away at you. Whereas if you can manage to forgive someone, and sometimes yeah. it's really, really hard 
you can just move on and they can move on and it just doesn't matter. So I'm glad you're getting at least you're inching towards that. Yeah. And I, I honestly or stepping or whatever. Well, I'm realizing that the person I just my whole life I always like if well if I just become hot mm-hmm. or cool or whatever, which I honestly will say I have achieved. Yeah, I was gonna say. I was I, about I'm to like, say you are. You I feel. I feel like you roll I'm, up to shows in a leather jacket, and I'm like, damn, she looks good. I have a haircut now, and honestly, yeah. fucking get the fuck out of here, world! <laughs> I look amazing. No, but just to be like, but you do. But then to just look back and not, because I thought it would be like, oh, if I just do so much, and I'm like, what I actually have have been doing is just letting myself be. Who I always have been. I have always been cool and hot. And I, like I've, I've, I just, I never, I, it makes me feel, it's like I'm relieved, but then I'm also like frustrated at yeah how simple it is. Well, just to be like, like, okay, I would do shit like take off like all my eyebrows and redraw new ones on because I'm like my eyebrows are terrible because they're mine and I have to be different and now I'm like I have the world's most gorgeous eyebrows why did I ever do that to myself <laughs> like it just like I would get crazy ideas that I wasn't okay into just like why couldn't I just let myself be okay mm-hmm. oh huh? god I didn't it's not something that, to, to know it's not something I've achieved it's just something that I've, I've achieved it by just being nice to myself <laughs> Yeah. And giving myself a fucking break. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's the... <laughs> it's, like, all about self-acceptance. And, like, there's this thing that I, I very strongly believe of, like, the people whom you most admire, the reason you admire them is because you see something in them that is also in yourself. And so once you stop, I mean, for me, it was like I, I constantly was kind of hiding growing up and I was like trying to be other people. And then I slowly realized, oh, the reason you like those other people is because you're already like those other people. And so if you just calm down, you don't have to worry about it. You're already there. You, the, you have those attributes that you Yeah, admire. you have whatever power you have within you already. You just have to accept it, which yeah. is very difficult. It's very difficult to get into that mindset. And it oh, took, God. Yeah, it took a lot of years of making a lot of bad mistakes. And I think that's very common for a lot of people. And it's really annoying when people just get it right away. <laughs> and I, it's just so frustrating to see someone like, yeah, I'm just me and that's it. And I'm like, fucking oh. Fuck you, that's, man. That's how I looked at like almost every guy I dated when I when I was like in the throes throes of my eating disorder. Mm-hmm. For them to be like, ah, yeah, I gained some weight, whatever. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, whatever. You're not about to kill yourself. Who? <laughs> and so like now I can like when I say mm-hmm. things like that where I'm just like, mm-hmm. yeah, these pants don't fit, but you know it's so fucking hot. Like yep. I mm-hmm. like the ability to just be okay. That was that's what I liked about stand up because that's what stand up comedy looked like to me mm-hmm. to just stand up there and be like yeah you see how fat I am who gives a shit yeah. and then be like oh my god yeah but, <sighs> but I hear you too like I have that little voice in my head that like whenever I go to a stand up show I'm like okay I can't wear this shirt because it's too tight and they'll see you know and like I'm constantly mm-hmm. because it is public and you're constantly oh worried, wow yeah you know? yeah but yeah I, I agree though that there's some I, I feel like it's this at least for me and I think it's similar for a lot of people of like it's about taking control over embarrassment so it's like yeah 
it's like I'm when gonna embarrass fart, myself. You're like, I did that. That's my yeah. part. Yep, I'm taking agency here. I know I'm gonna, I'm gonna embarrass myself. Let me do it for you. Like that is precisely what it. That's a, mm-hmm. that that is exactly what it is to just be like. I was just so so terrified my whole life of just like someone like saying something mean to me and everyone like laughing which actually well it's because that happened a lot I, I had really shitty friends in middle school that really made me feel like yeah. garbage and I did not realize until very recently that that is not how everyone grew up yeah. <laughs> with, yeah. with with two people the chaos they uh yeah they're just thinner than me and one was like a little bit chubby, so obviously you make fun of the mm-hmm. more fat person, and you know what mm-hmm, I mean. Mm-hmm, Trust mm-hmm. me, <laughs> I did it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that really, my self worth, and now, like even like I remember when we were all like you know like eighteen or something, and I'm just like, remember when you guys used to like bully me? They're like, what? no, we're good friends, yeah, yeah. and I'm just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and and then they're just like, and like remember when I was like the fat one that everyone was like, oh, you're so lame, and they're like, no, we're all like. Yeah. Hot, and I'm like, are you fucking yeah. kidding me? I just, it's it's making me be like, did I did I make all this up? I mean, there seems to be a certain amount of projection that you do. You're like, a, you know, a <laughs> cineplex over there. Like, you seem to really, and like, it's very common with people who have bipolar disorder to be like, oh, this, pr- I'm not enough. I need to be. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, I highly recommend like reading anything Carrie Fisher did. Like, she like, <gasps> I love. She's her. so like. I need, she's like, I need to be the most, your favorite person. I need you to be your favorite person so badly. And it's like incomprehensible because it's a lot of the times just not achievable, but it comes from this place of like, of fear. And and it's very strange. Um, Yeah. Yeah. My, my, I, I know from the eating disorder, here's the thing. This took so long to figure out, to get the bipolar diagnosis because there were so many symptoms of eating disorder. Like, you can't, yeah. you have no idea what's going on. You're purging 20 times a day for 10 years. You have no idea. I was, I, I, I was exhausted. Mm-hmm. That is how I used my emotions. I was, I was not there. I was doing it to numb mm-hmm. and to separate. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what, that's kind of my thing. I love it. <laughs> uh, I love to numb out and feel good. Uh, but, so once they found out like, oh yeah, but there's bipolar and that informs a lot of this. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And I, 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 I was so lonely and I, I, I've really never had a romantic relationship that was like good in any way until recently. Mm-hmm. And I really, as a feminist, I really hate that a man has like begun to solve all my problems. Like it's really upsetting, but, um, yeah, I was, like, obsessed with being thin because I'm, like, that's the only way I'm going to get a boyfriend. So then I got more or less thinner than I was. But they didn't like me because I was a barfing mess and I wasn't a person. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I, I, I didn't, mm-hmm, and I wasn't mm-hmm. honest. I wasn't, I was doing coke in the bathroom when people, like, you know what I mean? No, yeah, it's just, yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. wasn't a person. What's your, um, what do you think the biggest advice you would have to someone who just got a diagnosis be? Oh, my God, just fucking embrace, embrace, embrace. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, unless it's the wrong one. Oh fuck! Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me start over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But going like, like like getting a diagnosis of bipolar specifically, or just any diagnosis. Whatever, man. I 
know. I, I'm kind of like a fan. And this is something that, like, I've resisted for a long time because I didn't take meds for a really long time because I was like, if I just focus hard enough, I can do yeah. it. And then to just kind of, like, surrender to be like, yeah, it's not my fucking fault that mm-hmm. I get so mad that I cry for mm-hmm. four mm-hmm. hours. Mm-hmm. You know what? Maybe I'm... That's not on me. Yeah. And I can just... And just, you know, and just, like, to give myself permission to be, like, when I start, like, have a panic attack or something, to now, because it would happen around friends, mm-hmm. and now I can just be, like, I'm having a thing and I need to go, mm-hmm. and to just, like, name it and take control, instead of, I would always try to, like, stop it and then just end up making things so awkward and not talking about it, and and then everyone's just, like, she's just, like, a weird, difficult person yeah. who makes things about her and then leaves. I'm like... <laughs> Like, really? Can I tell you? There's this huge, and I would love to hear what you have to think, what you think about this in a second, but there's this huge thing about, like, there's a lot of acceptance surrounding, like, mental illness around lately, and I'm like, that's great, wonderful, but also know that the biggest, like, the most common denominator of having any sort of mental illness is that you are a huge pain in the ass, and know that about yourself, and try to circumvent it, and be really patient with people who don't understand, because the whole bit is that we're difficult, like, that's the whole bit, is that we're like, we talk too much, (laughs) or we don't talk enough, or we don't show up, or we show up too early, like, you know, it's like the whole bit, Yeah. so be kind with yourself, and be kind with other people who are like, what the fuck is happening, because it's hard, it's hard to deal with people. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's true. I've got, in addition to, well, part of my anxiety, I have um, very, very severe phobias. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> I just diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder. Not to brag. Um, yeah, I mean, that uh, That was already clear. <laughs> it's like, you know, you're moving around a lot, and then you're, you know, you know the, the thing that happened, happened, you know. Oh, no, yeah. not with that. With bugs. Oh, with bugs. Oh, yeah, no. No. With bugs? Sexually, I'm a I'm a tomcat baby. No, if I see a if I if like I see a spider, I will like I will like barf. I will like cry. I will like run. I will I will I yeah. will like I will I saw one on my bike once, I just threw my bike and I ran. Like I cannot handle Wow. It. So uh so like sometimes like I'll see like cockroaches, I see them, I there I can deal with them better than spiders, but you know, there's a whole category categorization that is complex mm-hmm. but um mm-hmm. but like I, I remember i was at work bartending and a there's a cockroach and i just started like crying and i like went outside and i'm like fully like ripping hair out like full and like that's how my coworkers are looking at me just like mm-hmm. and like you can't just go home when you're the bartender and this has happened maybe yeah. for four times since wow. I've bartended. I've bartending like 10 years. So mm-hmm. this happens. It's New York. And uh, I literally, those are the days where I'm like, I will quit. I will quit. Yeah. I- I've gotten choked at work and I did not want to quit as much as I wanted to <laughs> this day. Like, and I, so I went back in and my coworker who, this is our first day working together. He was a mm-hmm. new hire and he's a very nice guy. But I walked in and I'm, and I, and I, and I, and I I'm like calmed down and I'm just like, walk, just there like. And then he goes, what's that? As a joke. As a joke. And I, I burst into tears and I just run out and I'm like, ah. yeah. and he is like, oh, oh no. she's the craziest yeah. person. <laughs> and then, and then, and then, and he was like, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, don't fucking talk to me. Like I was like, oh, of course. One, one time 
you know Kim, my best friend? Yeah, yeah. I so know, I know her, her boyfriend, Clark, um, was a regular, is a regular at the cigar bar. I've known him for a long time. So before mm-hmm. they were dating, he was there one night when this happened at the cigar bar. A cockroach happened. I started screaming. I jumped over the bar and mm-hmm. I just, I wouldn't mm-hmm. go back to the bar mm-hmm. the rest of the night. I was shaking. And he said, oh, you got something right there. And I punched him. I know, like, so many times. I Like, several times? No, like, not, not just, like, a bam No, it. it was, like, a... It was, like, a... Like, Ralphie from a Christmas story? Yes, just like, yes. And he was, like, oh, my God! Like, he was curled in a corner. I'm, like, crying. He was, like... I, yeah, but, like... So, so it, it is, it is like, an involuntary yeah. bodily reaction. Oh and if God. that guy was closer to me when yeah. he had done that, I for sure would have hit him. Yeah. But instead, I was just like... And I, and, um, yeah, so it's like, yeah, so I, I was just like, yeah, I have a mental illness. Like, what do you want? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I have a thing that is like that. And that's also how I get, like, if I see my weight. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Is you punch whomever is closest. I would have, I was going to strangle that bitch for telling me my weight. Cause uh-huh. I was like, I literally saying, oh, so my weight, you can't tell me. And she was like, oh, blah, 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 blah. And she reads yeah, yeah. it. And I literally just go like. The world's yeah, spin. you fall like Daisy from yes. The Great Gatsby onto a yes. I'm sure I looked just yeah. like her. Oh my god, <laughs> my snot everywhere. Yeah, oh my god, that's that's tough, man. Yeah, but just to embrace it instead of just being like, when I have that, now I I just I'm in it. That is what I am having. I am having an episode, mm-hmm. and to 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 just be. Just, like, own it more. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I always say kind of lean in just enough to it. Because, like, if you're an insane person, be insane. But also, like, know that you're insane. You know, If that makes sense. Like, yeah. Like, I know how I, I'm, a, I'm appearing right now. Yeah. I'll talk to you about it when I'm in a better place. Uh, yeah. <laughs> not really that. Of Like, you can be weird. You can be quirky. It's fine. Just, like, know that, like, if you push that too far, you're, you might end up in a hospital. And, like, <laughs> it's fine. Just know that about yourself. Do you consider it a disability? Uh, I, I never would have, uh, probably before, but now I'm like, absolutely, I had to take how many medical withdrawals from school? I went Mm -hmm. to five different colleges, like, yeah. Oh, I, yes, I, Mm. I, yes, oh my god, I've actually never thought about it that Mm. way. Mm. This is the first time, yes, yes, I have a disability. (laughs) Share that, everybody? Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, but, like, in a respectful way, of course. Yeah, yeah. I, wow. I only now really started thinking about it this way because I've hopped from job to job so much and because it's like so difficult for me at times because like I've cried in every bathroom at every job I've ever had and it's one of those things of like that's not like that's not normal and like it's not and like that's what I've written yeah that's what I've realized recently I'm not a good barometer yeah I know I was just like oh okay and then the other reason I decided that I'm like okay I probably have a disability is because I don't know if you know this uh, you can apply to have your student loans completely absolved if you have a yeah (laughs) if you have a disability I think there's some caveats financially but I'm gonna try anyway Uh, I'm on Medicaid baby yeah that's how poor I am so um, but yeah, um, I've only really started, and I don't like that, um, but it is like debilitating. It's really a hard thing because it is debilitating. Both well, sides of it are. Well, I, I, when I went to treatment, I was like, 
that that's my disability believe me yeah, yeah, yeah. what was weird i knew it was debilitating i knew that it was fucking legit it was fucked up it was crazy but what was always really hard is like making that sound legit to like uh like when i was couldn't finish my classes or something and i'd be mm-hmm. like no i have this i have like depression believe me nervosa mm-hmm. and then they're like yeah, I'm like, I know it's college, everyone's from me. You know, and I'm just yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. no, 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 but it's like a, it's like a, it's like a truly, yeah. oh God, like, I'm like, do you want to see my throat? Like, I don't know, yeah. I, don't, I don't know what to tell you. Like, <laughs> well, what you need to understand, Sally, is it's a woman's disease, and then therefore not as important. Dude, everyone so. was fucking 16 and so fucking rich in my class, I felt like, I, I, like I've never felt like more of like a badass. Where <laughs> sure. I, I like come in, I'm like, I'm like 22, 21, yeah, 21. And I'm like, just like, yeah, I support myself. I moved here from Idaho a year ago. Like, yeah, I don't give a fuck about anything. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was like the bad girl in class. Mm-hmm. I feel like the Angelina Jolie and Joan Rotten. Sure, 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 sure. But with a better haircut. <laughs> and an even better one now. But now I'm looking back and I'm like, oh, I was just a loud cunt. Yeah. <laughs> I like made some people cry. Which is why you got into comedy, because that's what every comedian is. Honestly, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I want to thank you for spending time with me. Thank you so and much. And this was really lovely. Oh my gosh, I really enjoyed this. And um, oh my gosh, I'm sorry I rambled so much. I get so excited. And I tell you, every person comes on to this program. And, and then apologizes at the end? Yeah. <laughs> for, for talking too much. And I go, every time I say the same thing, and I say, I asked you to be on a podcast to talk about yourself. So... No, don't be sorry. And also, I'm not going to accept that apology. Oh, great. Okay. So we have we have beef now. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Can we stay away from food words? It's very triggering. Okay. Okay. I hold oh. a grudge now. Anyway, thank you for being on. This podcast is over. Thank you. <laughs>